Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Laptops, smartphones, you can work from just about anywhere when you're in the carpool line, at the kids' soccer practice, or from your kitchen table. It is harder than ever, though, isn't it, to leave work at work and to be present with your family. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, and uh, Danny's a counselor and vice president of parenting and youth here at Focus on the Family. Danny, this balance, I think I think it was just a few episodes ago that I asked you about finding a healthy work-life balance, and you said there is no such thing as balance. <laughs> but let's say there's a healthy approach to boundaries and to work and family life. Why is that important for us to role model that for our kids? Well, we're building something when we're having a relationship in our home, and it takes time. Uh, to have quality time in our home, it requires time. And that's where you get to build the conversations and understanding of one another. And it's so easy to want to please everyone else because you get a paycheck or you get accolades. And as a parent, you get relationship and sometimes conflict. The more time you spend together, you may get even more frustration and conflict together. But it's all worth it. There's a growth that's taking place even in the difficult moments of family life. And you're not getting promotions. As a dad, you're a dad. You're not getting a promotion. You're not getting an extra bonus paycheck. Mm -hmm. There aren't those extra motivators. So you, as a parent, have to put the mindset in place. Why am I doing this as a parent? What is required of me in this role? And why do I want it? And do you really truly want a relationship with your children and what does that look like? And as you set that up, then it'll make sense to you to say no to work so you can say yes to your family. The more you say yes to work, the more you have to say no to your family. So you have to figure out who you're going to say yes to and who mm. you're going to say no to and where your values are at. And it's a hard one sometimes. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to Focus President Jim Daly as he talked with Pastor Bill Putman and his son, Pastor Jim Putman. I was in the studio as well. We discussed the importance of balancing work life and family life and what happens when things get out of kilter. So many times, I think we as fathers particularly, we think, well, this is, you know, it's, this is life. This is how life is busy and the kids will understand. We justify it because we don't think it's that harmful. We don't think it's going to be a, a long lasting impact on them. It's only going to help somebody tonight and maybe Wednesday night and maybe Thursday night. Mm -hmm. But we tend to justify it, is my point. How did you feel as that child that you weren't getting that time with your dad? Did well, you recognize it? Um, I was angry at the church. Plus, here's the other part of it. My dad was sincere. He lived out what he said. Mm -hmm. But then as you start, to, as you're in the church, you start hanging out with other people in the church. They're not. They're going to church. They have one language at church. They have a different language at home right. or at work. And so you're starting to hang out around these kids. You're spending the night at their house. You're doing this stuff. And you you start to go, my dad's a freak. Maybe he's like one of those wacky guys because he's really committed. Living. You know, he believes in Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. Every answer is Jesus, right? But he's the only one. How old were you when that distance became palpable for you? You knew you, knew you were on a different road and you were kind of rejecting God. Well, one of the things that goes with the story is my dad and my mom both had to work. They weren't paid very well by the church. Uh, five kids. We had a lot of alone time. And when I was a very young child, things got into my house 
that should have never been in a house of an eight-year-old. And you're the oldest of the yeah. kids? Okay. And it started things in my sisters and my life and the neighborhood kids and things that, that should have never been there because my parents were so busy working and things got in. Jim, let me say, though, I mean, how does a parent, now that you are one, mm -hmm. how does a parent build a sufficient fortress that those forces don't get in. I mean, we're all pulling our hair out with yeah. social media mm -hmm. and digital stuff and pornography yeah. that's available yeah. at the fingertip. How do you succeed at blockading those things? Well, there are different things now, obviously. I think nowadays people don't have as much relationship, so it comes through the, the, the media and all the different kinds of things, the television and all that, all the attacks come. Back then, we lived in a culture where we had relationship with a lot of kids with very little attention by the parents. It, you know, the kids got to run all over, do whatever. And so through the relationships of the kids in our neighborhood, things got in. And so I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt in my life added to my dad's overly busy, I, and I feel like I'm a zero, and I have to find something that I'm good at. And I don't, and I'm a pastor's son, so I don't want to be good. I don't care about being good what, at what he's good at. That to me, that was something completely different. So I chose athletics. The problem was because of the shame and um, the anger I felt towards God, what had been coming to my life, my dad, mom, constantly busy, people abusing my parents. You know, because they were pastors, they didn't preach the right sermon. They didn't say it the right way. But then they're not serious about what's going on in Christianity, but my dad is. So you would hear and see that. Well, yeah, you're, you're in a glass house, but you're also involved in, in seeing people have conversations about your parents. There's all these things that are attached to this. So I'm going, okay, I don't care about any of that. I don't like any of that, but I have to have something that I'm focused on. So it became athletics. The problem was that because of the shame and the guilt, because of the anger, didn't matter how much I won. And I won a lot. It didn't satisfy. And so... Because it wasn't solving the problem. No. It, it, now, it gave me intensity to push towards my goals. But then the more I would achieve my athletic goals, the emptier I felt. Like, this isn't the solution either. But I'm not going back. And so then that led to a lot of alcohol and drugs and premarital sex. All the things that the culture says you need to be a man. I started going after those. But then that just sucked me in deeper into a hole. So Danny, when Pastor Jim was young, he said bad influences came in the house through the front door. Um, we have a real problem today in parenting because there are bad influences and they're in our house and they're accessible 24-7. So let's talk a little bit about technology and, and what you think we should be doing as parents to, to help our kids with this. Well, I've seen parents fearful to put boundaries around social media and technology and the amount of time kids are on the phone. I mean, the average time on phone right now for kids is close to 10 hours in one day. In on one technology. day? Yes. And it, with COVID, things have gone way up as far as time on the phone, on social media platforms, on video game chats. And what's interesting is boys tend to have even more connections uh, over uh, chats, and that's because of video games, and they spend more time chatting over video games. So he's not playing a video game, he's talking to friends? Well, they're playing the game together, oh. and there are a lot of influences on those games, because there is a, 
a level of respect that's gained according to the levels that you reach in, in the video game world and mm -hmm. they're experiencing that so you feel connected to a person in Turkey or a person in China or a person in South America and you're all playing the game together even though you don't know each other and the influences are tremendous and so as parents we have to be aware of what our kids are doing and then also aware of all the different great blocks that are out there and uh, informative apps to give us information as to what our kids are doing, and then being upfront with our kids. Uh, with our kids at our house, we we did a, a contract on technology use, and uh, we put negotiables and non-negotiables, and then we talked about uh, what are the, the things that they need to know. One of them is that the phone will always be uh, available for us to look at. They need to give us the passwords. And then we talked about the blocks that are going to be in there and what informative things we're going to have so that we're informed as parents. Don't be afraid of that. And uh, our kids don't have social media access because of the reality that their studies have shown that there's a very negative impact on teens that are on Instagram, that are on Facebook, uh, obviously not very many are now. Those are for the, the older ones, yeah. right? But we have, uh, you have TikTok. The, the results have not been positive for kids' mental health. So how do you navigate? I mean, do they say everybody's on these platforms? Um, We've had that conversation. Okay. And they, they, it started off 12, 13, where we, we just, I, I had them make an observation. What, what are they saying no to because they're having to say yes to social media and have and, and observations around the drama that comes with with that social media uh, freedom. And they came back with, yeah, we saw this, we saw that. And I think it was very revealing to them. And what we talked about is that it's not a rite of passage. What it is, is it's a distraction. And so we listed out, what are our other things you're interested in? And I wanna invest in you. And if this is really where you wanna invest all your time, then you're gonna have to say no to these other things that you're interested in. Just know I'm on your team and I want great things for you. I really want you to have true, genuine connection. And the way you find it is face-to-face -face or on the telephone and spending time with one another. On social media, you can hide way too much. Mm. I, I really appreciate that, Danny. And we haven't covered everything today, so I do hope that you'll stop by our website. Uh, Danny and the team have put together some really great in-depth resources with uh, guidelines and advice, and we're going to link over to those articles on the episode page. We'll also recommend the book by Pastor Jim Putman and his father, Bill Putman. Uh, it's called Hope for the Prodigal and describes more of their family's very powerful story. Uh, we'll send a copy of that book as our thank you gift when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. You can do that at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast or donate and get the book when you call 800, the letter A, and the word family. Next time, some practical advice on training teens for adulthood. And on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm -hmm.